Welcome to the Confident Parent Podcast, where we want you to feel confident in raising kids who have a thriving relationship with Jesus. I'm Joshua Humpa, the children's pastor at Oak Creek Assembly of God and the father of two spectacular kids with my wife, Stephanie. In this episode, we have a conversation with Rick and Teresa Sink to hear their story about how they raised their kids to prioritize sports over church. And hopefully, this will help you feel like you got this. What's up, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Man, I have been so excited for this episode for for months. I had a conversation with uh, the guest that we'll, we'll be talking with in just a minute, and uh, it was just a casual conversation about something completely different. But when when one sentence was made in this conversation, it just uh, I, I can't stop thinking about this, and so I'm so excited. Today we're talking with two just terrific people. I've really gotten to know them more in the last couple of years as they've started to help out on Wednesday nights at church. Uh, today with us we have Rick and Teresa Sink. Can you guys say hi to all the people? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Great. So, Rick and Teresa, you guys have kids. You have grandkids now. You help with rangers and with rainbows with our preschool kids. You guys are just cream of the crop, salt of the earth people. I wish everyone in the world could meet you guys because you're just the best. If you haven't met them, these guys, you'll have to look at the picture of this uh, that, that we post of this image just to get the, the face to the to the voice that you hear today. Those are the best. I mean, Rick is this big bear and when he hugs you and shakes your hand it's just the best and Teresa is just so sweet and such a servant heart so thanks guys for being here today and sharing your story thanks so much so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself how long have you guys been married tell us about your kids who wants to start I'll let Rick start thank you for that introduction <laughs> yeah thank you pastor yeah I'm, I'm Rick uh, we've been married uh, 40 41 years we've been married we've uh, three grown uh, three grown kids Three amazing spouses are, and just that uh, they're married to, uh, so lucky, and uh, eight wonderful, blessed grandkids. Yeah, so we are so, so lucky. They, they are definitely what keeps us going. They sure are. <laughs> they're good grandkids. They, and they are, we each love of them, them are unique so much. and fun. Yeah, they're good and, kids. Yeah, that's uh, why we still do what we do. It it's, uh, keeps, us, uh, keeps us young, I would guess, so. And one fun connection that we have is you guys are big Disney people. Especially our son-in-law. Yeah, yes. yeah Paulie is by far. He is yeah. Mr. Disney. Yeah. So. He so. gets us to places we can't get to. So <laughs> you got to have one of those in your yeah. family. Yeah. You have to have you one do. of those. You, you really do. Right. So glad he's part of the family. Uh, tell us a little bit about your history with the church. When did you guys start coming? How did you start coming? Um, tell us about that. Oh, let me start with that. Uh, I'm pretty much born and raised uh, Assembly of God. Um and uh, came, uh, I, I think we started coming here. It would have been with the 80s, but I think full-time about 89, probably 1990, so third, over 30 years when the little chapel was here and pastor still, but, and Sherry still lived here. So, yeah, it was a long time, long yeah. time, yeah. How did you start coming to the church? What drew you guys in? Well, I've always known it's been here. In fact, I uh, tell Pastor Rooks that when I was a little boy, uh, Dennis Wolf used to be a member of the church, and uh, uh, I used to pick pickles back here as a little as a little guy picking you know pickles back in the day. So uh, I've always known the church here, but back then we were going to Bayview because we lived in Cudahy. Um, but then we you know bought our first house south of here, and we just ended up at Oak Creek and never looked back. Cool, cool. 
And uh, you guys have jumped in uh, in the last couple of years back into ministry, um, serving a lot. And so, Rick, you were a ranger commander back in the day. I was a Royal Ranger as a as a little guy myself. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, so that uh, became a leader with the help of Pastor Held out of Racine. Mm-hmm. He's the one that pulled me by my shirt collar one day and said, uh, you would make a fantastic leader if you'd step forward. And I didn't know what that mean until he sat me down and walked me through it. Yeah. What it means to be a mentor to uh, to uh, young boys and men. So yeah. that's what the start of it. Yeah. And cool. So just stayed in, stayed in it, got into uh, national training staff uh, with uh, Johnny Barnes and all of that. Yeah. So, and then when we had grandkids, it just, it drew me back. So, yeah. Uh, so, so happy to be here. And Teresa, you just told me, I didn't know this until just before we talked about uh, kind of what we're going to be talking about today. You didn't grow up in the church. No, no, I grew up a very Catholic family. Um, and when I started dating Rick, started going to Assembly of God Church, which I thought was the strangest thing I'd ever done in my life. Um, <laughs> and I went back and forth a lot. Sure. Like I'd go to his church, then I'd go to mine. Um, it took me a long time because... When I do something, I do it all in. So it, yeah. it took me a long time to give my heart to the Lord. It just, I had, it was going back to the Catholic Church and seeing how they treated one another um, that really opened my eyes. And then I would come to um, the Assembly of God and they would be so loving and open. And I really thought it wasn't real. And hmm. I have found that it is real and that these people really do love one another and they love Jesus. And it's just, it's been great. Good. And we're trying, right? We're all trying. Yeah. We're trying to figure this out. Okay. And so you guys have three kids growing up in the church, started coming to Oak Creek Assembly of God. Um, and then, well, this is, I guess, the basis of the conversation that we want to have. Rick, you were telling me that when your kids were teenagers, you guys kind of stepped away a bit from church and really focused in on sports, that sports became your life, both with the kids and with coaching. And you made the comment, you said, I am not going to repeat that with my grand grandchildren, that they are going to be at church. And that when we had that conversation, we're talking about something else. And you said that, I said, time out. <laughs> I need to hear more about this. So can you tell me that story? How did that start? And what was it like for your family? Yeah, I, it's, it actually started, I think, with our kids, probably started in middle school. I think when they're seventh and eighth grade, and I think I'll let Teresa really tell the main story. Uh, she's got a, a really good perspective from from her. But yeah, I, I started coaching. You know, just just filling in. You know, just being a, a helper. Um, and then uh, started with football, and then uh, just for me, seeing how some of the young the the coaches we had at that point were treating some of the boys. It was just like, you know, this is be more skilled. And I, it, it just I re, I went back to my youth. As a as a football player, how I was mistreated, and I was I stepped in and I go, guys, this is how you treat boys and you know football or whatever sport we were doing. But um, so that's how I kind of got started, and um, and then it just kind of drifted away. But I, I wanted... well, it was at the same time that we were also relocating. So we had been living in Racine, and we were moving to Franklin. So we had been going to um, Racine Assembly. And we were very involved there. And the, especially Josh was very involved in Rangers. And when we moved, we thought, oh, you know, we wanted, you want your kids to have friends and be popular. And I thought, you know, that was important, as did Rick. So 
through sports, Rick became very involved with football. The, they had a great youth football program. He became very involved in that. But as that happened, we really started to not have the importance that we should in church. And we weren't going as often. Uh, you know, they had practice or they had a game or this weekend they had to travel. And Josh had pretty much had a lot of foundational being in Rangers. Josh is our oldest. Yeah. He's the oldest. But then our, especially Jake, our youngest, because we weren't going, he didn't have that foundation. And I really see that now. And I see that in his life and in his, he didn't have it. He didn't have that. What is so very important is those years of those middle early, school. Early years, yeah. And, and really where they where they have those friendships that are lifetime friendships. And I didn't know about youth group. I didn't know there was such a thing. And looking at the church today, I so wished they would have had that and that they could have built relationships that would have been lifelong relationships with other Christian friends. And instead, they really don't, their friends are each other. They haven't hung on to a lot of friends um, because I think there is a difference when you're a Christian. And so they have one another, which is a really great thing. They're, our kids are all very close. But those relationships that so many people have with their friends, they don't really, you know, maybe with work people now, but that hasn't been something that they had. And I wish we would have been more mindful of that. Yeah. And I see and it's it's just the truth, right? Your story. Yeah. This is your oh. story. This is what happened. And um, the thing that just captured me is I see so, so many families doing the same thing, that it starts off as a slippery slope of, well, our kids are interested in basketball now, and they're, they're kind of okay at it, so it'll be fun. I know that they'll have a lot of fun. Or they're really, they're really good at dancing, right? They're really good at gymnastics. And so, well, they're, they're enjoying it, so let's keep doing it, and um, let's see how far they can get. And it's a slippery slope that you experience that, well, it starts with one practice or, okay, we'll just be missing this season. It was so gradual that I think I was, you know, I didn't never even thought about it. You know, So with football turned to five days a week, at that point I was deputy district commander for the Rangers, you know, and then football, you know, coaches leaving. And I'm like, you know, I can't leave these boys alone. And you're, you're just sucked in instead of drawing back what's really, where's your foundation at, right? And it's always losing focus, and it's always got to be put God first. Mm-hmm. You've got to put God first. And I, I do think that it, through sports, um, our son Joshua loved football. Really, his uh, in high school, that was his driving force, right? Like, it was strictly football. Um, and they were on a good football team. The team was going to state. Josh got injured on, um, at a practice and he had to go in and have surgery. And the one doctor, I mean, it was just a decision that I made. I let, I let a child influence a decision I made because of sports rather than taking it to God and Mm -hmm. just putting it in God's hands. But that's how consumed we were with it at that point. Mm -hmm. And, um, he had a, a very good doctor that had given me the advice, don't have surgery on this. It's his ACL. 
He's got very strong muscles in there. He'll be fine, but he he can't play the rest of the season. Josh, mom, you got to do everything you can. You got to. So, of course, we went to a specialist and, you know, he's like, I don't think it's his ACL. We'll go in there and we'll. And this hour and a half surgery ended up being six hours. Um, And and so we told Josh this, that if it's a quick surgery, you're going to be fine. But if it's longer, it it was major, major surgery. Mm. Anyway, needless to say, he never played football again. Mm. And his knee has been a source of pain for him ever since then. It was never fixed correctly. It was a very terrible. So God showed me, don't trust in me. And not in the world. Yeah. But it helped us to get back. It helped. He's a stronger person because of it. But it was definitely a, it was a, it was a valley. Yeah. You know, I think another trap that um, a lot of parents can easily, even more, maybe even more so with fathers, is fall into is maybe giving their kids opportunities that they did not get, that they wanted to have. Or seeing, I wasn't good at this, but my kid's a rock star. And so, you know, vicariously living through Oh, your so child. much of it. Yeah. I, so much of it. You want that for them. I was never very involved in high school at all. Um, I just barely, I, I want to go. I want to be done. <laughs> yeah. um, I want it over. So, yeah, you want that for your kids. They were both, you know, I wanted them to be popular and enjoy school. And no, it wasn't. It's not what's important in life. It yeah. really is staying focused on the Lord and giving them that gift. That's a bigger gift than giving them the gift of popularity in high school because that is a fading. It doesn't last long. It sure doesn't. As we as we know, and it's so hard when you're in high school, you can never understand world the world beyond high school. Oh. <laughs> but when you're in it, it's everything, yeah, right? Right. Right. Um, so, um, you know, that was... That was the teenage years. And then when did you kind of come to the realization that, that that was not the right choice? That if you could go back, you would do it differently? Seeing our grandkids, seeing yeah. those grandbabies. We are blessed that we are able to bring our grandkids. Not all of our kids come to church. Um, only one of them, of the three, attends church. So that they are open to let us bring them. Yeah. And... That has been, it's been such a gift, but it's been so eye-opening for us. And to see the families that, I know their kids were in youth group growing up, and they're the ones who are involved, and they're here every week, and they're with their kids, and I wish that for my kids. I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known about youth group. I wish those are the friends. They're still friends with those people. And it's nice because... Our kids still know them. They just don't have that close relationship with them, if sure. that makes sense. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see the other ones, they have yeah, that Yeah, they have that relationship, and they're here, and they're faithful. Yeah. Right. That church can be a consistent, that school can never be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even when you're out of high school and you're part of this church body, the bride of Christ together. Um, <clears throat> your kids are great. It's like I've gotten to meet your kids, and they're... They're good, good they're, people. They're good people. They're yeah. great kids. And a theme that we that we see a lot on this podcast is kind of think what kind of what kind of kids do you want your kids to be when they're adults? You know that the choices that you make now that's going to influence who they are as an adult. And what kind of relationship do you want to have with your kids? Because what you're doing now will impact when they're an adult. And so 
you mentioned putting God first, that that was the kind of the mistake that you you made is that you didn't put God first at this. You slowly let this other stuff become more important. So for families that are, they're busy, you know, five nights out of the week, they're running around, dropping kids off and doing stuff, or like they like having Friday night is Friday night lights. We're going as a family to go watch our, our son play football. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to those families about how do you step back and how do you re- reprioritize to put God as number one? What are practical steps that they can take? Well, we're not saying that sports isn't good. Sports right. teaches some wonderful, wonderful things. Yes. And yes. Um, so that is good. Friday nights, it's great to go as a family to a football game. It's when it becomes that you're choosing sports over God and that you're, instead of coming on Sunday mornings, you're going, you know, you have to go to a tournament. You have to, and you're putting the sports ahead of family. It, it, it becomes all-encompassing. And it's not just church. It's It becomes secondary to family. And pretty soon, everything is football. Mm-hmm. What about us or what about you know and, and speaking you you when you do something Rick you do something at 150 percent so yeah, and I've seen that I can attest to that you know, <laughs> there's no halfway mark so well with us too our Jesse our daughter was very much in, involved in volleyball so she was in a traveling volleyball league so it was you know if it was baseball it was volleyball or football I, I will I will say that uh, for the the, the men and women out there that if you're going to be a coach and do this and to your earlier point about you know you want to make your kid the star I never looked at it that way you know and I, I always wanted to be fair and that's kind of what made me step in because I've seen dads like that and Teresa we've been on baseball teams where we've witnessed this right and been associated with that and that's one thing is that it's all about skills right but I'll just go back to if you're going to be a coach watch what you do what you what you say watch how you act uh, looking back at it as you know as a coach um, I didn't make some good decisions going to let's say a pregame party with other parents right and there's beer and alcohol there and it, it you, you just your kids are watching what you do right and that's where I lost focus too I think so my kids saw me you know step over the edge there and I go you know, this is more more to that so Looking back at it in hindsight, wish I would have walked a straighter line there. I would think for for my family, for mm-hmm. my kids. So, and you know, also is you, you try to be a witness to Christ at all times, right? Right. right. And um, that's real life. You know, watching your language and 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 doing that, and that's tough, and it's a tough environment in work and, and out there. So, but you're you're trying to strive to do the best. But again, I, I said it earlier, you just. What would Christ do? You know, just keeping God in the forefront of all your decisions. So, and we struggle. Teresa and I, we pray every night about our kids and our grandkids and uh, their salvation and um, how just, you know, looking back at how youth sports made us go off the road. And once you lose that, that, that roots or that traction, um, it's tough to get back. So, um, but you know things are a little different because back then it was Sunday night, Sunday morning service on a Sunday night and Wednesdays. But now we have the you know, the internet, and so we're still able to stay a little. I think even more, even with us traveling now, we're able to take vacations. We're always coming on board and listening, you know, to you and Pastor on, on this. So it's uh, it, which is good. So it's a new media, but uh, 
but yeah, looking back, um, watch what you do, watch what you say. Yeah. yeah. I, I've seen this in my family and I've seen it with my friends that I grew up with. Um, I have never seen somebody go all in on sports as a teenager and continue to serve the Lord. Being all in, being that they missed out on Wednesday night community, like the night to connect with other teenagers, or Sundays began to become travel dates and game days and stuff. I have never, I've not seen one person ever successfully navigate that. And we might say, oh, well, we're different, right? (laughs) But no, right? I've never seen it. Of any parent, of any teenagers I grew up with, even in my own family, that when you begin to prioritize sports over the Lord's Day and that quality time with the church body, that it just takes you on a path that for the rest of your life, you're not the same and you won't be as connected as you guys have seen. And so I really do appreciate you sharing your guys' story and, um, and being honest, right? Um, but as as Yoda has, has told us in Star Wars, right? Failure is our greatest teacher, <laughs> yeah. that we learn the best when we fail. And that's when the, those aha moments come off. And so parents, if you're, um, if this is what you're, you're going through right now, you're thinking through and trying to figure out for your family, I'd encourage you to talk to Rick and Teresa. They're here on Wednesdays and Sundays. They're great people. They're, they would love to, to share their insights or give you advice. Um, and um, they've walked it. They've walked the path. They've seen, they've seen it. And so their encouragement to you today is to stay on the straight path, to prioritize God first. Uh, before we wrap it up, is there anything else that you guys would like to say? No. No, thank you for thank letting you us. Thank you for yeah. letting us tell our story yeah. about that and hopefully it helps someone. And yeah. It's just those relationships that you build, that's what you carry through life. Mm-hmm. And it is cool to see your grandkids at church and getting it. It's fun. They're good kids. And yeah. I'm so glad that you guys are part of this church family. Well, that's thank good. you, Pastor. Well, hey, let's pray. Let's pray for those that are listening, that God would give them direction and wisdom and their families would be blessed. Lord, thank you so much for loving our families, for making our families, for trusting us with our kids. God, you designed our families and you, uh, you've given us this huge privilege and huge responsibility to lead our kids to you, to model our faith and talk about you often. And so we pray that whatever the, the area is, whether it's sports, gymnastics, some sort of other activity, even family family things, that first and foremost, you would come first, that your day would be considered the holy day, a special day of rest to focus on God and to set the one day a week as the Lord's day and to prioritize being with people our age, being with the body of Christ so that we can, uh, as iron sharpens iron, as we can grow together, be with each other, to make memories and friendships, that we'd prioritize that more than being with the world. And thank you, Lord, for sports. Thank you that you've given us bodies and and talents and abilities and skills, Lord. Please help us to remember to use that for your glory, ultimately for your glory, God, to enjoy this life, but ultimately for your glory. Thank you, God. Thanks for letting us do this. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, I just want to encourage you, if this was helpful to you, and if you know a family that's struggling with this, um, you think this would be just a great listen for somebody, please share this podcast with them. Let them know about it. And again, encourage you. I want to talk to Teresa, talk with Rick if you have questions. They are wonderful people. They're the best. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Hasta luego and goodbye.